five loading one and two and effects two. Stepping out now, we're live at 60. Broussard trying to stagger free. Meanwhile, it's played along to him. Centering pass flagged down by Green. Played into traffic, though. Starting back up with a mouse. Martinez in a three on two. Clifford gave it across. It's held in a shot. It's a Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Scoop Talk Show with your host, Sean Harris. Today is a special day of remembrance here at the Scoop Talk Show to acknowledge 9-11. All of those who have lost their lives, the first responders, family of the victims, and a time to reflect back on what happened to our country just 18 years ago. And with heavy hearts... In solidarity, we're all here at the Scoop Talk Show. We'd like to continue strengthening those who are still around during that tragic day. The families keeping them uplifted and strong in prayer. And the first responders who risked their lives for the sake of those who could not. 18 years ago today, 2001. Our country was attacked. And also, with a heavy heart, we also like to send the condolences out to the McLeod family. For those of you who are broadcasters, journalists, writers, radio hosts like myself, sideline reporters, this man did it all in our industry. He was an icon figure of our industry, and he will be gravely missed. He passed away suddenly this week. Fred McLeod was one of the greatest. Say what you want. If you're a broadcaster, television or radio, if you're a writer, producer, editor, any way that you are into this business that we're in today of media, Fred did it all. He did it all. Fred started his career in 1974, calling games for his hometown in Cleveland. Then in 1982, he went on to move to Detroit, right here in Michigan, and he was the voice of the Pistons and the Red Wings. Then he went back to Cleveland. And he was with the Cavs in 06, 07, 18 and 19. And he called the NBA Finals that the Cavaliers won that year when LeBron James came back. What can I say? Right now, I'm just at it all right now because I can't believe it. 
when I heard about the news, I'm, I'm looking on my social media page, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all my social media sites, and it's showing that he had passed away. Suddenly. I never got a chance to meet Fred, but I've heard a lot about him. And I've heard great things about this man. And me being part of the media family, that meant Fred was one of my family members of media. A father figure, an uncle, maybe even a brother. But he's part of my family as well in media. Fred leaves behind his wife Beth. And my prayers go to her and her family to keep them uplifted in this time of need. And Twitter has been lighting up upon his death. LeBron James had got on Twitter and he said, man, what? OMG, this is extremely sad. At Cavs, Fred McLeod, may you rest in paradise, my friend. At Beth McLeod, my prayers sent up above. To you and your family. Hashtag RIP Fred with the hearts. Very nice of LeBron. The Cavs organization also sent out a tweet. It is with extreme sadness that we share the news of unexpected passing of a beloved member of our Cavs family. Rest in peace at Cavs Fred McLeod. We extend our deepest condolences to Fred and his entire family. LeBron James came back with a tweet. One of the greatest days of our lives. And at Cavs, Fred McLeod called it all with his buddy AC. Prayers, symbol, and heart. LeBron knew what Fred meant to the Cavs organization. He knew what Fred meant to the whole entire world of media. On all platforms. Here's some of his signature calls.
Got to limit it. LeBron. James! Got our rim pressure. They finally got the ground that corner. Our rocket mortgage is it into a maze. Throw now. LeBron backing down against the rookie. Gives it up for cutting the away. Reverse the scores! Amore, TV and Zay combination. Yes. Uh, James sizes up for Ziggins. Step back three. went on to call Cleveland's championship game where LeBron James came home and won it all. Fred, you will be missed, my friend. I wish I could have got a chance to know you, only heard of you. But I got a chance to get opportunity to share some of your life at the beginning of the show. And you will be missed. Fred McLeod passed away at the age of 67. We'll be right back. Love you some school talk show? Hey, I got the facts and the facts don't lie. You know that. I know that. Say what? You can now take the show anywhere. Just go to wildfireradio.com and click on the podcast and start listening today. The Scoop Talk Show with Sean Harris from 3 to 4 right here on Wildfire Sports at wildfireradio.com. Hey, there's two sides to every story, and I'm aimed to get the scoop on it. Never miss a This is the real deal. Hello, everyone. I'm Sean Harris, host of my syndicated show, The Scoop, right here on Wildfire Sports. To listen, go to wildfireradio.com. Click on the scroll menu at the top left-hand corner. There you will find all the top shows. Click on my show and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Well, you heard the various comments, and A.B. is exactly what everybody says. He's an embarrassment to the league, not only an embarrassment to himself and his family that he heavily supports, but also he's an embarrassment to himself. And you guys heard the comments. 
I mean, I can't explain it no better than that. He sent out an Instagram on Saturday saying that hashtag Raider no more, and he demanded for his release. Well, shortly after that, the Raiders granted his release. But on Friday, he apologized to GM Mike Mayotte, apologized to the team, apologized to the fans. But still, he is so full of himself about his capabilities of being able to play in the NFL somewhere else, he decided to go on Instagram, like I said before, and posted what he posted, and put up there, hashtag Raiders no more, hashtag false. So I'm going to let you guys listening to me right now make this out because it's utterly ridiculous to me. How did you go from a season ago, you quit on your team in a playoff game that they so desperately needed to win, even though the Steelers won without you, but still got knocked out of the playoffs. Then you go from signing a new deal with the Raiders, getting on your Facebook page. I saw it. Talking about... He's happy to be a Raider, Raider Nation, and everything like that. Going into the offseason, you hurt your feet. Now the helmet situation that you filed two grievances on and lost both of them. And now we come to this. Antonio Brown, in my opinion, does not deserve to play in the NFL ever again. Because as of right now, the way it's, the way it's stacked right now against him, he lost that $29 million guaranteed money by the Raiders releasing him on Saturday, shortly after he posted on Instagram what he posted up. Demanded from the releasing. Well, he got his wish, and now he's released. He's a free agent. Drew Rosenthal, that you heard on the opening comments, saying that now he got to do everything that he can to try to find suitable teams that is willing to take Antonio Brown on this year. He didn't even make it to week one. And the Raiders played the Denver Broncos that Monday night where they needed him the most, televised game. First Monday night football televised game of the year. And he's not, he wasn't there. He's done. What's in store for Antonio Brown? Like I said before, Drew Rosenthal has to now get on his horse, make phone calls, Connect with people in any way that he can, emailing them, whatever, team owners, general managers, you name it, around the league to try to see if his client can play this year. But the question remains is that, is there any team out there, number one, is going to put up with his antics that the Raiders took a chance on putting up with him, and number two, 
is they're willing is there, are they willing to pay him thirty million dollars for two years like the Raiders was gonna he's not gonna get no better deal than what he got with the LA Raiders. I mean excuse me, with the Oakland Raiders. He is not going to get a better deal than what he had got with the Oakland Raiders, and they are in their last year before they move to their new stadium in Las Vegas next year. Antonio Brown needs a lot of soul-searching people. He needs a lot of spiritual soul-searching within himself. Whatever he believes in, he needs to go to it and do some searching within himself because he done now gotten to the point to where now he let the fame, the money, the power, everything that goes along with being a professional football player in the NFL get the best of him. He's not as humble as he was when he first got into the league. That's why the NFL has been broken down to the new modern standard, not for long league. Because if you don't pay attention to what you're doing and how you're conducting yourself as a player, you will not be in this league for very long. I don't care what skill set you bring to the table. I don't care what knowledge you have of the game since you've been playing it since you was a little boy and pop Warner football all the way up to college, and now you finally made it. It's not about all that these days. It's about how you conduct yourself professionally while you're playing for this organization. And Antonio Brown has just not got that yet. He does not realize that he has to conduct himself in a matter professionally in order to stay successful in this league and to get the money that he is seeking. He had just cost his agent 3% of that $30 million. And 3%, that's a lot of money, y'all. Y'all do the math. Get your calculators out, pull your smartphones out, calculate it up. That's a lot of money Drew Rosenhaus lost. On this contract. And that's why he got to get back on his horse to try to find his client somewhere else to play this season. Otherwise, this whole season is a wash for him and Antonio Brown. And he's not going to get nothing from that deal. Absolutely nothing. What are you going to get? $333,000 from Antonio Brown off that $1 million that the Raider gave him? The Raiders are like, you can keep that $1 million. We want the other twenty nine. Well, of course, we all know that Antonio Brown may just arbitrate that with the league because he's claiming that that was guaranteed money that the Raiders has, gave, has given him. But the Raiders are saying, yeah, even though it's guaranteed money that we gave you, but when we sent you that discipline letter that you showed on your social media, we also stated in there that conduct detrimental to the club. And what you've done is detrimental to the club. So they have a right to pull that money from you. They have a right to void once they released you. That money goes back into the Raiders' pocket. 
Not in Antonio Brown's pocket. But he is going to fight for that. I almost can guarantee you that. He's going to fight for that. But Antonio Brown, like I said, is an embarrassment to himself and teammates around him over the years that he played with, with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is also saying the same thing. And it makes you wonder about Big Ben and how they fell out and what caused Antonio Brown to want to be traded from Pittsburgh last year. It kind of makes you say to yourself, well, was Big Ben right about what he said about Antonio Brown? And he made his comments about apologizing to Antonio Brown during the offseason about their beef with one another. Now, I don't think Big Ben don't feel that bad about that now. I think Big Ben has said to himself, well, you know what? I made the right move. I made the right decision by being the way I was with him. And Antonio Brown just helped out that cause. Now, I'm just speculating out there, people. I'm just speculating. I, I'm not saying that that could be or that is what Big Ben was thinking during that time of all of this over the weekend. But you can't rule that out neither at the same time. We don't know what Big Ben is thinking since that announcement been made when Antonio Brown posted on his social media on his Instagram page that he wanted to be released, let alone what the Raiders get granted that wish for, to release him shortly after. We don't know what to make out of that. But what we do know is that Antonio Brown is not a Raider anymore. That's what we do know. That's fact. What we do know is that his agent has to get him on another team for this season. What we do know is that he has to find a suitable team that is so desperate for a wide receiver of Antonio Brown caliber that can help that team win ball games, particularly within their own conference, to try to make a playoff push or to win the division. That we do know. But what we don't know is that is the team that is selected that be willing to take Antonio Brown and be willing to deal with his antics just like he did with the Raiders Will they be willing to pay him the money that he's looking for? That's what we don't know, and that's what remains to be seen. And then, not too long after his release, guess who came knocking on the door to save Antonio Brown, to allow him to play again? And Drew Rosenhaus get his money. Yes, the New England Patriots. Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, Robert Kraft, they're very... They are very good at selecting high-quality players that's been released by teams such as Antonio Brown. So they decided to pick up the tab, but they gave him a one-year, $15 million deal, not what the Raiders gave him at $30 million for technically two years, and 9 to $10 million of that is guaranteed. The Patriots played his former team, the Steelers, on Sunday night. A.B. couldn't be at the game. He couldn't show up. Too much controversy. Told him to sit at home. 
We'll need you in week two. Be ready to suit it. And the Patriots is an organization that's not playing. If people don't believe what I'm saying, they better ask Randy Moss. Because he was there with Antonio Brown, now a Patriot. He's going to have to humble himself now. He's going to have to eat a lot of humble pie, y'all. Because Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, or even Tom Brady have any issue with him. He's gone. Because they really don't need him. They won Sunday night convincingly over the Steelers. His former team. I watched the game. Beat them thoroughly. They sent a message to Antonio Brown now that he signed with them that we really don't need you. You need us more than we need you because we just displayed that we can win without you. We've been winning without you. And I can understand to some degree the fit of why they need Antonio Brown there because Amendola is now with the Detroit Lions. And he was a great slot receiver for the Patriots. Won a couple of Super Bowls with Tom Brady and company. But Antonio Brown now? Oh, yeah. This, is, this could be his last hurrah in the NFL if he messed this up. If he start complaining about his performance, even though the Patriots still won the game. If he's complaining about not getting enough receptions, if he's complaining about they're not giving him enough attention, and that social media stuff that he be doing, talking on his Twitter page and showing it on his Facebook, like he did in the playoff game when the Steelers faced the Patriots for the AFC Championship that year, no more. Belichick don't play that. He wants your undivided attention at all times when they're having team meetings. All this antics that Antonio Brown has been doing, now that he's a patriot, that's all gone. Because they clearly made an impact statement on Sunday night when they beat his old team, the Steelers, convincingly, and he was at home. Couldn't join the flight, couldn't be around the team to let him know, we don't need you. So we are going to see how this is all going to play off for Antonio Brown throughout the course of this season. And to see whether or not he will make it through the season with the Patriots or he's going to be cut or released from the Patriots if he keeps his antics up like he did in Oakland and like he did in Pittsburgh. You're listening to the Scoop Talk Show with your host, Sean Harris. We'll be right back. Stop, so you're no cop, you're to rock, we pop, to hold house, y'all. 
This is Brad Rose. This is your boy Artwan Steele. You are listening to the Scoop. You listening to the Scoop Talk Show with my boy Sean. Sean here. Here on Wildfire Radio. Yeah. Love you some Scoop Talk Show. Hey, I got the facts and the facts don't lie. You know that. I know that. Say what? You can now take the show anywhere. Just go to wildfireradio.com and click on the podcast and start listening today. The Scoop Talk Show with Sean Harris from 3 to 4 right here on Wildfire Sports at wildfireradio.com. Hey, there's two sides to every story, and I'm aimed to get the scoop on it. Never miss a minute. Hello everyone, I'm Sean Harris, host of my syndicated show, The Scoop, right here on Wildfire Sports. To listen, go to wildfireradio.com, click on the scroll menu at the top left-hand corner, there you will find all the top shows. Click on my show and enjoy. Welcome back. History has been made over the weekend in women's tennis. Yes, Serena Williams has lost to the 19-year-old Bianca Andrasucki. Serena was en route to capture her 24th Grand Slam time Margaret Court, but that all failed as Andrasucki defeated her in straight sets. Yes, I said it straight sets. She was ranked 178th in the world, people. 178. Made it to the U.S. Open main event and beat the 23 time champion in straight sets. She said after the game. She felt so numb about the, the, the wind that she couldn't even barely hear herself think. That's how much this meant to her. Congratulations to her. And for Serena, well, she got to work on the next one to get back. So she can tie Margaret Court for number 24. Andrusucki played a great game. Yeah, she slipped a couple of times. She blinked a couple of times. But you can't count out Serena Williams 
in her pedigree of playing this game. She got back in poise, she regained it, and she went on to beat her. So, congratulations are in order to Bianca Andrusecki on winning her first majors at the Women's U.S. Open over the weekend. And like I said, for Serena, she'll get it. She'll get number 24, time Margaret Court. But once she get it, will it be the last that we see of her? Because she did have a lot of obstacles over the past few years to get back to this point. She had a baby. She had to get herself back right again physically, mentally to play the game. Had a long, grueling tour throughout the months, starting in the spring, leading up to now. So we're going to be seeing her again, at least to tie. But will we see her again afterwards? That remains to be seen. You're listening to the Scoop Talk Show with your host Sean Harris right here on Wildfire Radio. We'll be right back. Hey, I got the facts and the facts don't lie. You know that. I know that. Say what? You can now take the show anywhere. Just go to wildfireradio.com and click on the podcast and start listening today. The Scoop Talk Show with Sean Harris from 3 to 4 right here on Wildfire Sports at wildfireradio.com. Hey, there's two sides to every story and I'm aiming to get the scoop on it. Never miss a minute. Hello everyone, I'm Sean Harris, host of my syndicated show, The Scoop, right here on Wildfire Sports. To listen, go to wildfireradio.com, click on the scroll menu at the top left-hand corner, there you will find all the top shows. Click on my show and enjoy. Now over into NCAA football. In week two, Boise State, ranked number 24, easily handled Marshall, 14-7. That was on Friday night. Saturday was a lot of big games, folks, a lot of big games. Maryland upset at number 21, ranked Syracuse, 63-20. Ohio State, number five, ranked blanked Cincinnati, 42 nothing. Number 13, ranked Utah, beat Northern Illinois, 35-17. Number 25 ranked Nebraska got upset by Colorado in Colorado, 34-31 in overtime. Georgia ranked number three, handled Murray State, 63-17. Number 22 ranked Washington State, 
handled Northern Colorado 59-17. Number 18 ranked UCF handled Florida Atlantic on the road 48-14. Oregon, good God Almighty, ranked 16th in the country, handled Nevada 77-6. And of course, our Western Michigan Broncos up here in Michigan, they could not muster up any Offensive all penalties killed them down the stretch in the first half, leading down the stretch. And Michigan State, which is ranked number 19, rolled over and handled them 51 to 17. Number 10, Auburn at home against Tulane, 24 to 6. Cal upset Washington, 20 to 19. Washington was ranked 14th in the country. What can I say about Michigan, y'all? They ranked number seven in the country, but their poll predictions is going I'm quite sure they're going to change because they had a, a hard time with Army. Final in two overtimes. Michigan at the big house, ranked number seven, 24, Army 21. Rutgers in number rank, 20 ranked Iowa. Iowa at home, 30 to nothing. Central Michigan, who will play Western in week three coming up, they lost the 17th ranked Wisconsin in a blowout. I mean a blowout. Goose egg, 61 to nothing. Wisconsin, number 12 ranked Texas A&M, which was the really the big matchup of the weekend in college football, took on number one Clemson in Clemson, and they lost 24 to 10. New Mexico State went to Auburn, two ranked in the country, lost 62 to 10. South Dakota went to number four ranked Oklahoma, lost 70 to 14. Another high ranking game, LSU in Texas. LSU ranked number six in the country. My Longhorns are ranked number nine in the country. They went on to beat the Longhorns 45 38 in Texas. Tennessee Martin, another goose egg. They went to 11 ranked Florida in Florida, lost 45 zip. Buffalo was at 15 ranked Penn State. They lose 45 to 13, and number 23 ranked Stanford lost in an upset by 25 to USC in Southern Cal. And those are your final scores for Week Two of NCAA football. Now turn it over to Week Three for all you fantasy pick dreamers out there, and for those of you who are betting on these games. This is what the this is what the schedule looks like for them. Number twenty weight number twenty ranked Washington State goes to Houston. That's on a Friday, September thirteenth. Saturday, Georgia is at home, ranked number three in the country against Arkansas State. Pittsburgh travels to Penn State, which is ranked thirteen. New Mexico is at number seven, ranked Notre Dame. Stanford is at number seventeen, ranked UCF. Arizona State travels to Michigan State up in East Lansing, which is ranked 18th. Ohio State goes to 11th-ranked Utah. Kent State travels to Auburn, which is ranked 8th in the country. That's a 7 p.m. game. Number one, Clemson goes to Syracuse, which is at 7.30. Northwestern is at number four-ranked LSU, which is at 7.30. Texas fall to 12th in the country. They now travels to Rice and play Rice at, in their territory. Portland State get a shot at number 22, Boise State. That's a 10-15 p. 
p.m. game. Sixth-rate Ohio State goes to Indiana. Maryland, which is ranked 21, goes to Temple. Number two, Alabama travels to South Carolina. That's a 3.30 p.m. game. Number 24-ranked USC, who has now broken into the bracket with that win last weekend. They go to BYU, who upset it. Number 19-ranked Iowa travels to Iowa State. That's the battle of the, the region of that state there. Number 9, Florida travels to Kentucky. That's a 7 p.m. game. Lamar. Lamar travels to number 16-ranked Texas A&M. That's a 7 p.m. game. Florida State, they travel to number 25-ranked Virginia, who broke into the top 25 with their victory. They play at 730, and Hawaii is at number 23-ranked Washington at 730. Number 5-ranked Oklahoma comes to L.A. to travel to, uh, to play UCLA, and number and Montana goes to Oregon, 15th rank, and that's a 10:45 game. And those are your scheduled lineups for Week Three of NCAA football. Here are your Major League Baseball scores. For the end of Tuesday, going into Wednesday, which is today. These are not finalized. These are from the night before. They have went to the extra innings in Texas. The Tampa Bay Devil Rays, who are fighting for their playoff lives, are still tied with the Texas Rangers 3-3 at the end of 9. The Oakland Athletics... Yes, the Oakland A's is up 20-5 to five right now. Or I should say last night. Over the Houston Astros who are destined to make it back to the playoffs and win the West Division. The A's 20. Oakland is up big over the Houston Astros, 20-5, to five, bottom of the eighth. The Pittsburgh Pirates are still blanked out as of Tuesday night over the San Francisco Giants. The Giants lead at home 3 to nothing. The Cincinnati Reds are up one nothing, bottom of the third, over the Seattle Mariners in Seattle. And yes, the Detroit Tigers. The Tigers has defeated the New York Yankees for the first final of the night. Tigers 12, Yankees 11. That's a final. Another final that came through, the Philadelphia Phillies. Yes, the Fighting Phillies of Philadelphia has edged the Atlanta Braves by one run. Six to five. Another final. The New York Mets has beaten the Arizona Diamondbacks. Another one run game, three to two. Another final had just jumped out on last night. The Minnesota Twins blanked the Washington Nationals five nothing. The Kansas City Royals 
on Tuesday night in the bottom of the eight is losing, or was losing, I should say, if anything turned around with that, seven to three, and the White Sox is at home in the south side of Chicago. Bottom of the eighth on Tuesday night, the Colorado Rockies has a one-run lead over the St. Louis Cardinals. They lead it two to one. Midway of the third in last night's contest, my team, the Angels, which need a lot of help and a big turnaround if they want to make it at least as a wild card team, they're down to the Cleveland Indians six nothing. Top of the third in last night's ball game. The San Diego Padres. Yes, the Padres. They're up five to two over the Chicago Cubs, top of the third on Tuesday night. There was another final on Tuesday night. The Baltimore Orioles lose to the LA Dodgers at home. LA Dodgers seven, Baltimore Orioles three. Another final that happened, even though Ortiz, David Ortiz, which I know that played for them and who was potentially targeted for assassination, had throughout the first pitch on Monday night for the Boston Red Sox. And thank God that he's still alive today. His team has lost 4-3 to in Toronto with the Blue Jays. And another final, the Milwaukee Brewers defeated the Miami Marlins also at the same score of 4-3. to three. And that is your Major League Baseball schedule and scores for Tuesday night going into Wednesday morning. We'll be right back. Talk show. Hey, I got the facts and the facts don't lie. You know that. I know that. Say what? 
You can now take the show anywhere. Just go to wildfireradio.com and click on the podcast and start listening today. The Scoop Talk Show with Sean Harris from 3 to 4 right here on Wildfire Sports at wildfireradio.com. Hey, there's two sides to every story, and I'm aimed to get the scoop on it. Never miss a minute. Hello everyone, I'm Sean Harris, host of my syndicated show, The Scoop, right here on Wildfire Sports. To listen, go to wildfireradio.com, click on the scroll menu at the top left-hand corner, there you will find all the top shows. Click on my show and enjoy. Hey, this is Brad Rose, this is your boy Artwan Steele. You are listening to The Scoop. You're listening to The Scoop Talk Show with my boy Sean. Sean Harris, here on Wildfire Radio. Hello everyone and welcome back. For those of you who is tuned in late to the show, we would like to welcome you to the Scoop Talk Show. But let's take a reflect back on the remembrance of this day, 9-11. Our country was attacked by terrorists. Let's not forget that. Let's not forget those who have lost their lives in this ordeal. Let's not forget those who responded in the efforts to save their fellow soldiers or fellow human beings or fellow man in this ordeal. And let's not forget, most importantly, those of the ones who really lost their lives in this situation and the families who has been suffering through this after all these years. 2001 was a devastating moment in time in our lives that changed America forever, let alone changed the world. And it also changed a lot of people that was devastated and had to deal with the ordeal through that, whether you was abroad or nearby. It changed your life forever because when you think about 9-11 each and every year that it goes by, you have to ask yourself, where were you when it happened? I know I do. I ask myself that each and every year, where was I? And I know where I was. And I'm quite sure you out there listening to this show also know where you were too. So we're going to continue on strengthening and uplifting the victims the families, the people that was involved to save lives, and anyone else that was involved in prayer, and to let those know that they have not been forgotten, let the people that are the survivors of the loved ones who was lost in this devastation of this catastrophe know that they wasn't forgotten, 
and most important, let you know that you weren't forgotten. Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown is a person that needs a lot of help. Don't know where his life is at. Don't know what he's thinking about in his life or what he wants to do with his life. But we do know that Antonio Brown needs some help. And Antonio Brown situation that happened over the weekend involving the Raiders has been something that a lot of people cannot believe, let alone they can believe, because that's who he is. That's how he always been. He let the money, the fame, and the power of being a football player change From being homeless to being in the league, making all the money that he's making, Antonio Brown has changed. Now, I don't know about all of y'all that agree with me on that. Some of you might, some of you might not. But Antonio Brown is a changed man, and we see that now with his latest debacle with the NFL and the Raiders. First it was the feet, the helmet. Now he just decided that he are going to take the money and run, but the Raiders say, oh, no, not so fast. We're not going to do that. We're not going to let you do that. He got a second shot in this league to end his career on the back end. The New England Patriots gave him a shot. They gave him an opportunity. Bill Belichick, Tom Brady, Robert Kraft, these guys are not playing. They really don't need him because they won against his former team on Sunday night. The Raiders definitely don't need him because they won their game on Monday night of a doubleheader against the Denver Broncos at home in L.A. So Antonio Brown has to say to himself, okay, two teams, the Raiders and the Patriots, they both won. Where do I fit in this? Well, Antonio Brown if you don't know, let me explain it to you. You fit right where you belong. The New England Patriots giving you an opportunity. You got to eat a lot of humble pie, my friend. You have to now be subservient to an organizationized team that is not going to tolerate what you're doing. Bill Belichick, Robert Kraft, and especially Tom Brady, a quarterback, just signed a two-year deal during the offseason, saying that he's going to play to at least 42 years old. If you don't get yourself together and get your mind right, my brother, you're going to be out of the league this year because they have no problem releasing you. And if you don't believe me, you better ask Randy Moss. Randy Moss played for them. His antics didn't go too well with them. They cut him. Right during the season. Let him go. So, A.B., get yourself together, brother. Do what you got to do. I like you as a player. I love what you do on the field. But you're off the field antics. And the social media stuff that you're doing, you got to put it to a minimum. I know you got a lot of followers. I know you got a lot of people looking at you, watching what you're doing all the time. And 
you got to cut that down to a minimum because you are a football player first before you was a social media activist second. So don't put the social media in front of what you do as far as your career is concerned because if you want to be a social media activist, then that's what you should have did before you got into football. So I wish A.B. the best of luck this season. I wish the Patriots a lot of luck this season. And I wish a lot of teams around the league a lot of luck this season because this is a new season. We're talking about the 100th year of the NFL. And this is a celebrated moment for the NFL. And that is my final thought of the day. We'll be right back. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. The Antonio Brown saga continues. Yes, it continues once again. Late Tuesday night, there was a report that came out from a woman who claims that Antonio Brown sexually assaulted her some time ago when she was a student at Central Michigan University. The Patriots do not know anything about this at this point. Antonio Brown is scheduled to practice with the team on today. But this is breaking news like no other. She claims that Antonio Brown sexually assaulted her. And Antonio Brown and his attorney says that it was consensual. They met and it was consensual between the two of them. But she's still claiming that he sexually assaulted her. And according to the statement that the New England Patriots had put out late Tuesday night, they was unaware of the situation, and they're going to let the NFL investigate further into the incident. Like I said, Antonio Brown will be practicing today with the team, but as far as we know, this is what it is. So Antonio Brown has been accused of sexual assault, by a woman back in the day during the time she was a student at Central Michigan. We're going to keep you up with further updates as well as the situation involving the breaking stories with him and all other news right here on the Scoop Talk Show. Love you some Scoop Talk Show? Hey, I got the facts and the facts don't lie. You know that. I know that. Say what? You can now take the show anywhere. Just go to wildfireradio.com and click on the podcast and start listening today. The Scoop Talk Show with Sean Harris from 3 to 4 right here on Wildfire Sports at wildfireradio.com. This is the real deal. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you all for listening. Follow me on Twitter at Cezar19, C-E-Z-A-A-R-19. You can follow me on Facebook. You can follow the show's Facebook page at facebook.com forward slash Scoop Talk Show. You can also listen to the show on Wi-Fi Sports right here on WiFiRadio.com. Until next time, I'm out of here like the breeze through the trees when I'm going to take an auto leave. Peace. See you next time.